We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We are so excited to be back with you. We want to open the program today with a word of prayer. So if you're out there listening to this broadcast and you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, then I'd ask you right now as we begin to get ready to speak the word of God that you would bow your head and come into agreement with us that God might be able to get done today what he wants to get done. Jesus, we recognize you as the Lord and Savior. Jesus, we thank you for all that you have done, for the plan of redemption. We come believing in the atonement. Lord Jesus, the power of your blood, that you gave your life for the world. Oh, Jesus, how you love the sinner. How you love the sinner, and we all fall short of the glory of God, and we all must be saved. You hate the sin, but you love the sinner. Father, we thank you, Jesus, that you are love. And Lord, I just lift you up, and I just pray, God, that the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit will come and rest upon me to speak to your people what you want to speak, that you will be able to speak to those that don't know you, that are lost, Lord, have not begin, even received you as their Savior, that their ears will open, that they will stay tuned to the broadcast that they will want Lord Jesus to listen whether they understand or they don't understand that that they won't turn off this program that Lord they will be willing to listen to the word of God and we'll give you all the praise and the honor and the glory that you will heal the sick give sight to the blind men the broken heart and Lord Jesus set the captive free through the hearing of the word of God we give you all praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to be going into the book of Thessalonians today, teaching on the doctrine of staying on watch and prayer. And uh, if you have your Bibles there with you, if not, just listen to the word. But I'll begin reading 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, glory to God, and verse 4. And it says, but you, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overcome you as a thief. You are the children of light and the children of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, edify one another, even as also you do. Now, Jesus is saying many things in these scriptures. He's speaking to his people, but he's also reminding everyone that we need to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus desires that none should perish. Jesus is coming back soon. 
We believe in him. We believe in the written word of God. And we believe the doctrine of the rapture. We believe that Jesus has told us in the scriptures that he is coming back for his people, only his that are born again, know Jesus, believe in Jesus, and follow Jesus. He's coming back. The word of God says he's coming with a shout. He's going to ascend from heaven on a cloud. And he's going to shout. And all those that know him are going to be caught up. Even the dead in Christ. The graves are going to open. And they're, they're going to meet him in the sky. And their bodies will be glorified. I don't want to get into a whole lot of understanding on that, but I want to zero in on why Jesus says in the word of God here in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 6, that we need to stay on watch. What does he mean? It says, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and let us be sober. Watch here means to stay awake spiritually, stay alert. The context here indicates that Apostle Paul was writing not about exhorting his, his, his readers to watch for the day of the Lord, but to watch in their ordinary day, to be spiritually prepared in order to escape the day of wrath. You don't want to be left behind. You don't want to have to stay here, backslide, turn away from God once you've been saved, and then remain here when Jesus comes for his people. So what do we have to watch? We have to watch, glory to God, how we are acting, how we're behaving. If we're drawing close to Jesus, we need to be morally alert. We need to be spiritually awake. We must continue in faith and in God's love and in the hope of our salvation. You know, Paul also warned us and commissioned us and encouraged us when he said, uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and staying on watch and being sober means don't get complacent don't go lukewarm don't don't walk a walk that is slothful with Christ be alert stay on watch be alert uh, walk a life in the spirit not following the flesh I, I'm speaking to the church of Jesus Christ uh, and, and the enemy your adversary Satan wants you to become complacent and wishy-washy and uh, in your prayer life in your time in the word just just look at those two basic principles how diligent are you how, how much do you pay attention to, or do you even pay attention to how much you uh, spend alone with God during the day how, how much time do you pay attention to how much time are you in the word of God you know Jesus said in Hebrews chapter 11 he said I'm a rewarder of the diligent seeker you know the church gets lazy spiritually lazy and complacent and goes lukewarm and then they wonder why God is not moving for them God is our helper he doesn't come down here and read the word for us he doesn't come down here and pick us up and put us in a quality time place of prayer we do those things God will help us once we make that effort you make that effort to extend your time in studying God will be your helper he will grace you to linger more in the word if you just ask grace is available if you say God help me pray more effectively God will quickly help you and he will endow you with the grace to do it 
We are the ones that sometimes become so complacent in our mind that we think, well, I, I can't pray over an hour. I can't even pray an hour. I just can't do it. Because you're looking at yourself to do it. And Jesus is telling us through Paul, be on watch. Be sober. Don't be as those that are out here drunk and, and overcome with things of the world. The cares of life will pull you away from Jesus you can be drunken with your love for idols and your love for your own time and want to be in control of your time. And You know, I always tell people, and I know you'll have to agree, that we do have to admit we'll find time to do what we want to do. Is that right? We'll find time. Boy, don't we love to pamper this flesh. We're going to find time to let it have its little pleasure. We're going to find time. The Bible warns us uh, against loving to sleep. Church, we need to love to pray. We need to love to press through. We need to love to study the Word. We need to be going around saying, Oh, Lord, I just don't have enough time to pray in that context. Give me more time. Get rid of all these distractions and help me, Lord, and discipline me more. You know, if you want to be on watch, then you have to be a disciplined saint. You have to be surrendering your flesh and saying, Holy Spirit, discipline me. Let me walk in the Spirit is not a haphazard life. It's a diligent life. It's not a life that's confused. It's a life that's focused. It's a life that is in order. Hallelujah. I have learned in the Spirit to love the discipline of the Holy Spirit because then I glean from God and I become a little bit more like Jesus. Jesus lived a disciplined life. He had a prayer life of order. Prayer life was number one. He knew not, God wasn't going to move without prayer. So Jesus himself taught us by example the importance of prayer and even fasting. How dedicated are you to fasting and prayer? I ask you this. If you want to be on watch, if you want to be sober, then fasting and prayer needs to be in your life on a regular basis. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to show you how often he would like to fast through you. Fasting is not something uh, ancient only. Yes, they did it in ancient times. Uh, it is very effective. It is for now. The word of God is for now. Jesus doesn't change. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. So fasting and prayer is a necessity. He even told his disciples when he walked here on earth, he said, you need not fast now because the bridegroom is with you. But when I leave, you're going to need to fast and pray. And when you people lay down your flesh in such a way and fast and pray with the right motive, you know, the whole church world, the body of Christ needs to fast often just to put this flesh under subjection. Apostle Paul taught in the book of Corinthians about fasting and prayer. He even said, I myself must fast and pray and put this flesh under subjection or I also will be a castaway in the old King James. James, that's the word he used. And if you look it up in the Greek, it means a backslider. So Paul taught through the anointing of the Holy Spirit how to walk a victorious life. Uh, you can't be on watch and be sloppy. You can't be on watch in the Spirit and be slumbering. 
and walking haphazardly or half surrendered or serving God with half your heart in order to stay on watch and be sober you have to walk a disciplined life which is submitting your flesh putting your own will down desiring the will of God hallelujah many times God has put me in the pulpit sent me to do something where my body was sick my body was tired if I would have listened to what my flesh was saying or my mind was oh, oh trying to tell me oh you don't feel like going oh you don't want to go and the the Holy Spirit as soon as I said Lord I may not feel like it Lord I may not want to but I yield to your will that was it's phenomenal the grace of God the power of God the strength of God will come and rest upon us as it did me in those times and the Holy Spirit just take over people don't even know you're sick they don't know you're tired they shouldn't be able to tell any of that when you get in the spirit realm so if you want to be on watch and you want to remain sober you have to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you to come under his discipline learn the ways of God and how to put that flesh into subjection and you need to know that it, in order to be on watch you have to bring every thought into obedience according to Christ's word you know a lot of Christians just words and Satan can bring demonic spirits and just throw all kinds of thoughts in their minds and they pay attention to it and they get off track uh, and they're back walking in their flesh because they're listening to the wrong voice. They're not disciplined enough to know when that mind starts thinking the wrong way, boom, right then you need to say, no, that's not a thought from God. No, that's not according to the word of God. Jesus even makes it so simple through Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians 4, 7, and 8. You need to go home and read it. And he tells us what to think on. He says, think on things that are pure, of good report. Glory to God. So just, you know, on and on and on. We could teach and teach and teach. Get, get your whole being under submission to God. Pray for the grace to get your thought life pure. Don't linger in those things evil negative thoughts that come go right back you've got the power in you through the holy spirit if you are born again to say no i have decided i'm not going to think that way i'm not going to listen to that thought i'm not going to linger there i'm not going to let my mind dwell on that that's not a god that's going to cause me defeat and i am determined to walk in victory hallelujah paul says stay on watch so you got to watch your thoughts your actions your your behavior because you don't want to be left behind for the day of wrath so you're working out your salvation when you do those things you're not neglecting it you're walking in faith you're walking in love and in the hope of salvation amen you got to be faithful since the faithful will be protected from God's wrath through the rapture. Glory to God. I'd say it's a good thing to be faithful. I'm going to come back to Thessalonians in a minute, but I'm going to read. I feel quickened by the Lord to read a scripture out of Luke 21 that will give you that promise of being faithful. Faithful to what? To a person? No, faithful to God. Faithful to God's word. Amen. I'm going to Luke 21, 34 
and verses through 36. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, that's partying, and drunkenness, and of the cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come, and all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore. Now, didn't we just mention watch? I'm going to remind you of what watch is. Being alert to keeping yourself in the right standing with God and being uh, in tune with Him. Amen? Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Hallelujah! So we have to be accountable to God. We have to remain in inaccountability. We'll always come forth faithfulness. We need to be faithful. Jesus had told his disciples when he was getting ready to go into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray for, for watch and pray for one hour. He came back out and he looked at Peter and he said, Peter, can't you even watch and for one hour? In other words, can't you even pay attention today to whether or not you're in the Spirit, being obedient to God? There's a lot in what he said to Peter. Can't you even be obedient one hour? To what I've asked you to do, such a little thing Jesus commissions us to do, to pray for an hour. What a little thing. He gave us 24 hours in the day. He asks us to pray for at least an hour. I think we need to, if we want to grow in God, do great exploits for God, we're going to have to pray a whole lot more than an hour in the right attitude. Not prayers of rituality, but praying, staying in the presence of God, getting to know God. We're going to have to lay down our life in prayer. We're going to have to sacrifice our time. He is such a good God. Amen. So he wants to give you the blessing because you've been faithful. And you've been faithful to obey the word of God. Then you will go in the rapture and you won't have to walk through the great tribulation. So since the faithful will be protected from God's wrath. Glory to God. Then they must not fear the day of the Lord. They must look forward to the day of the Lord. Amen. Wait for his son from heaven. Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Now, I want to expound a little bit off again off of 1 Thessalonians 5 and 6. I'll read it again. I want to expound off the word sober. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. What does this mean? It has two meanings in the New Testament, the primary and the literal meaning as given by various Greeks. It is a state of, one meaning is a state of abstinence from wine because wine, if it's fermented, it affects the mind and you can become drunk and your mind is not clear. So he's saying abstain from being drunk. Don't, don't take anything in your body, whether it be wine or nowadays drugs, anything that affects the mind and makes you not clear. And uh, he says to be completely unaffected by the wine or to be sober, abstain from wine. That's one meaning. And it carries a secondary metaphorical meaning. And that's the meaning of alertness, wakefulness, self-control. Amen. To be alert spiritually self-controlled you see people that 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 are not 
they don't rule their spirit well and their life is not diligent in God and their their prayer life's haphazard and their study time's haphazard and the all the things, uh, glory to God, that that need to be tightened up in the spirit, your daily life, they're, they walk in confusion, and they're not sober in this aspect of the spirit. A person that doesn't rule his spirit well, glory to God, is, is uh, dangerous, glory to God. Just as someone who does not drink alcoholic wine, you have a sober mind, amen? This context in verse 6 supports the view that Paul was not excluding the literal meaning, the words, let us watch and be sober, or are contrasted with the words of the following verse says, they that be drunken are drunken in the night. Paul's contrast here between physical drunkenness and spiritual drunkenness, he's saying that Jesus wants us sober in the spirit, not dull in understanding. Not dull in understanding. We don't have to put up with being dull in understanding. If we are, then we're not getting right in God and we're not studying enough and we're not meditating on the word will make you sober. How much do you meditate on the word of God? I've encouraged the church many years to just get one verse a day, meditate on that verse, devour that verse, ask God to let that verse become life in them. I hope they're doing it. I'm not responsible for the result. They'll grow. Their minds will remain sober. Their minds will be renewed in God. That's one way to exercise and come into a to a soberness and a because you're you're training your mind, you're disciplining your mind to think on God's word. And there's a promise in Isaiah that says those that meditate upon the word of God day and night will have double peace. A lot of people of God's people been given his legacy of peace. They walk and they, they don't keep peace all the time. Why? Because they're not meditating on the word of God. They're not disciplined, allowing the Lord to teach them how to discipline their mind. It's written in the word of God how to do it. God's not going to come down here and do it for us. We have to be the doers of the word. Amen? Not forgetful hearers. So Paul is encouraging us to know that if we will stay on watch, we will remain sober, glory to God, our mind on God, our eyes on Jesus, that we are not appointed to this wrath. Glory to God. This is the hope of my salvation. That Christ's return is a comfort to me. Hallelujah. Now, if I'm not working out my own salvation with fear and trembling, Glory to God, I'm not paying attention to how I walk day by day. I'm letting, if I'm letting the cares of life overcome me and I'm not in tune with God, that's my fault. That is not God's fault. Do you hear me out there? If you're listening and you're lost, it's going to be your fault that you end up in hell because right now you're hearing the truth. Maybe you've heard it before. You must be born again. If you don't repent of your sins, you're going to bust hell wide open. If you don't accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and then continue to follow him, pay attention to how you follow him, be a diligent seeker, the reward of a diligent seeker is eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't expect a Mercedes bend in the driveway. He's a rewarder of the diligent seeker of Jesus to diligent 
diligently seek Jesus. You have to follow hard after him. Your reward is an eternal life in a place called heaven. You will escape his wrath. You will be forgiven your sins and you will not end up in hell. Jesus has made the way. He died on the cross. He rose up out of that tomb on the third day. Then he walked on this earth 40 more days. Then he ascended to the Father. And he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. There's only one way in. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door. Prayer is the key that unlocks the door. You got to pray first and repent of your sins to accept Jesus. If you're listening and you're already born again, I want you to examine how much do you pay attention to your daily life. <laughs> oh my. Become diligent in God. Don't, you know, it, God can take just like He took me, and there's millions just like I was before salvation, undisciplined, rebellion stubborn and he once his life gets in a he'll take that mess and that old nature dies and there's a new nature that'll come up that'll be completely opposite of what you were in the natural so don't look at yourself if you're still haphazard lazy not got it together you can get it together through christ he can do it through you he's completely conformed he's got a lot more work to do in me but no longer living a sloppy life, no longer out of order, no longer rebellious, no longer. Glory to God, the opposite has happened because it's no longer me, it's Him. I used to hate to study when I was in school. I hated it. I rebelled against everything. I was stubborn. Didn't want to do it. Didn't do it either and paid the price for not doing it. Glory to God. But now that's what I love to do. Now I just can't find enough time to study. And now, instead of getting frustrated over studying, I get frustrated if I can't. I want to. I want to study the Word of God. I want to pray. Prayer is not a burden to me. I want more time to pray. I must pray more. That life of Jesus in me is like, I must pray more. I must commune with my God more. I must know Jesus more. I must, I must, I must. You see, the change as you yield your selfish life to Jesus, Jesus will do those things through you. Lord, as I close this program, I pray that someone out there has heard the word, will heed what the Spirit is saying. And I bind the enemy from your people's prayer life. I pray that you give them a fresh hunger, fresh desire to become more disciplined. Oh, allowing the Holy Spirit to do that through them, yielding their life more. And Father, I pray that if any be lost that have listened, that they would repent of their sins now. It's easy. Just say, Lord Jesus, I want you. I believe you're the Savior. I want you in my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. You don't have to list them. He already knows them. He already knows it all. He's made it so easy. All we have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins and really mean it in your heart and say, come, Lord. Jesus, live in me and begin to teach me your ways. I submit to you. God bless you. We'll be back next week on the broadcast. Stay on watch. Be sober. Jesus is coming soon. So you make sure you're right in him, and he's coming for you. God bless you.